thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And we have a very special guest joining us today. She's a very dear friend to all of us, but I think especially to Miss Kimmy. <laughs> We've got the beautiful Fleur Welligan joining us today, who was Kim's business partner. For how long were you guys in business together on 28? 17 years. 17 years yeah, we worked together. We worked together. And then we did 11 years together in business. So, so tell us how you guys actually met, because I think that's a really cool <laughs> story. But I think what would be really cool for us to explore today is how do you, because you guys are not in business together anymore, are you? But you're still best friends. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people say don't go into business with people that you like. Don't go into business mm-hmm. with people that are family because it ruins the relationships. But you guys, like, totes fly in the face of that. <laughs> so tell us your story. Oh, well, I think what's interesting is that we weren't best friends and then went into business. We actually met each other through work and developed a great respect for each other. Uh And that's where our friendship grew from there. So you think that's the key? Well, it was for for us. It was for us, yeah. We were thrown together to present a workshop in New Zealand, down in Wellington, thrown together. We met at the airport. We were picked up by the local rep. And I don't know, something happened. We just, we clicked. We had, and we clicked on humour. So we had the same sense of humour. I just suddenly thought, I probably sound really New Zealand. You did, do you? Thinking that, Claire, I'm I like, myself. <laughs> she sounds like a Kiwi. I'm like, Kiwi. I was listening to you. Um, so, okay, let's not go there. Six, I've got to get my Australian back. So, we met um, with the same sense of humour, really. We just started giggling at the same thing. And, and I'd been reading, reading a magazine and get the giggles, and then Kim would lean over and look at something, and then we'd laugh together, and we clicked. Yeah, something yeah. happened. And yeah, that started a, a sort of. I actually think I shared our story, how we started. I think when I talked about it, you probably have. So if you want to listen to that one, and I even told the Victoria story. Oh, you did? Yes, and I didn't mean to. I wonder if Victoria ever listens to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to hear the real funny story about how we (laughs) met, then then listen to the 28th story. But Mm. it was amazing. And I think, I mean, Fleur to me is someone that has a heck of a lot of grace. She's classic. She's beautiful. She's soft. She's nurturing. She's intelligent. And I think all of that, that, (laughs) she she grounded my playfulness and my enthusiasm and my energy. And I kind of went way out and she kind of pulled me up. So it it was a lovely balance. What made you decide to go um, into business together? What made you decide to create the products that you guys have got, or the, that's, that's there I now. think out of our joint passion for wanting to inspire and help people, when we first started, when we first started writing books, we were young mums, and as, as girlfriends, connecting on that level, we were both tired and exhausted, and you know, really in a in a journey of ourselves into health and wellness, and we thought, well, others want to. Others need to hear this. Others want to know this. And that started our journey on self-care through our own need for it, really, because we were tired little mummies. Um, And it just grew from there. That would... Be that would be your that would be me. So I'm not used to podcasting. So I'll just turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> all of us are looking around, going, "Hey, this phone. We've all turned our phones. We've all turned them off. 
<laughs> Don, right. Now, carry on. Um, <laughs> up close, raw and personal. That's what I've <laughs> So, so yeah, that, that started our journey out of our, our need for wanting to know more and wanting our, our own sense of well-being to be enhanced and how to balance with, with children. And it just grew and grew and grew into writing books and then into product. We just we wanted to bring something amazing to the world, didn't we? And I think that we grew up and our business grew up together. Mm. So the first edition of Like Chocolate for Women when it came out was really focused on mums with young children. Or, or I mean, yes, yeah. we delved into areas of the working woman and, and physicalness and nutritional and all that sort of thing, but probably the first edition of that came out based on our desire and needs as young mums desperate for support and self-nurturing <laughs> and, and self-growing because sometimes becoming a mum, your world becomes so consumed, you don't know... You don't actually know who you are anymore sometimes mm. because you become so needed and depended upon that you lose yourself mm. sometimes. Well, I felt that. And that's why I think we both had a strong yearning not to just just be mums and not that that's a job to be undermined by any means, but our focus and what probably kept us educating ourselves was the desire to educate others, which made us learn more so that we could teach yeah. more. Yeah. So I think, and then what's interesting, when we brought out the second edition of Like Chocolate for Women, our kids were both around the 10, 11-year age and pre-teens. So then mm-hmm. we noticed we brought in more information around that. And now we're both right in the throes of teenagehood and <laughs> what we're both learning and discovering, not that we've got another book with that, but it's it's actually very appropriate. But what I've noticed is even the information we taught with young babies is just as relevant today as mm. it is with teenagers. Mm. Mm. We're just learning as teenage parents. you just got to be a bit smarter. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's intellectual parenting rather than yeah. you know, the physical <laughs> getting up in the middle of the night type parenting. Yeah. It's more sort of right. strategy. <laughs> Like going to war? No, it's not. Really. Um, <laughs> it is, war. <laughs> no, it's not because they're all gorgeous. But it's it's more, yeah. It's it's a little bit more intellectual, yeah, and emotional parenting, yeah, and understanding yeah. those needs as they're growing. But mm. but I think you're right. The point you made at the beginning for us. I mean, we've both grown and we've both mm. gone through massive struggles individually and. The business really, you know, we mm. we thrived on it with each other. But then, when there became a point in in the business relationship, or particularly personally, where poor, well, not poor, but Taylor, um, sorry, Taylor, um, Fleur's life changed, you know, with a marriage breakdown, and with that came a massive choice and decision for us to mm. to really make mm. a decision. And mm. so, is that what drove it? Was when things didn't. So, so when your your marriage broke down, that's what drove drove the the dissolution the, of the partnership. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it did really because it. Um, I had to make some big decisions of where I needed to live. Yeah, and where right. I needed to, you know, live with my children, um, and I, we couldn't run the same business hands on because we're very hands on. We couldn't run that in two separate countries. Yeah, so right. I had to make the decision to step away. You know, and and Kim to take the lead with that. Um, that must have been massive for you. Do you remember sitting in the yeah. driveway? Oh, oh you do. You were. remember the day we both yes. decided what After had to happen? After seventeen years, mm. like I mean, that's yeah. that's like a whole lifetime right there. Mm. That must mm. have been a huge process for you to go through to actually yeah. get to the decision. Yeah, and I think 
in a way, because, you know, marriage just doesn't break down overnight. You yeah, know? Yeah. And I, I grieved that for years leading up to the decision of, of that marriage actually ending and, and tried to do, you know, everything I could. Um, and it's the same with the business. It was, you know, a grieving process that we went through, mm. um, both together. I think deep down we both sort of knew what could happen and what was going to happen. Um, but we just kept going on and, and we, it was a process of going through that and supporting each other. And at the end of the day, what we teach is self-care and honouring oneself through, you know, looking after oneself's health and well-being through the rituals that we do in oils. And, and that was actually all part of the journey of coming to the decision and looking after each other and looking after ourselves was a huge part of how we actually got through it and how our friendship survived and how we survived. And I think, mm. I think what really occurred out of it was taking the emphasis off ourselves, taking and actually picturing what the other person needed, which is really hard when you're really grieving. Yeah, it's so absolutely. part of me, if I'm really honest, wanted to, it was like, mm. stuff your marriage breaking down, bugger this happening and how could you leave? And like there was a voice in my head saying, how is this going to look without you? We are the chalky chicks. And, you know, and, and those thoughts certainly occurred, but never with hatred or blame. But I had to learn how to deal with those. And when I really thought about the greater good and maybe the possibility of something new, that's when I could sit in a place of total love and mm. And we sat in the driveway one day. We'd both been really struggling. I know Fleur was struggling with where she was going to be and how it was going to look. And I was struggling with the thought of her, you know, maybe not being here. Actually, I don't even think I thought about her not being here at that point. But I remember we sat in the driveway and I just looked at her and I went, oh, my gosh. And she said, what? And I went, you have to go back to New Zealand. And we both sat there in stunned silence. Mm. And then it was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. And so it was like... Do you know what that just reminded me of, though? Is in New Zealand, Zealand when, um, <laughs> when we... Don't worry, they give me grief. The how, how would you normally say it? New Zealand. She's a New Zealand. New Zealand. I'm a Kiwi. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, <laughs> when we were back in New Zealand and you made... You were going through oh, a tragedy cool. and I said to you... Mm. You have to move to Australia. Mm-hmm. So we've actually been through this twice. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and it was me telling you, you've got to go. I know you have to go. I don't want you to go, but I know you have to go. Right. And then a few years later, many years later, 11 years or so later, it comes turning around to me saying, you have to go home. You have to go back to New Zealand. Wow. So it's happened twice. But we did also say to one another, just because that's how it is now, doesn't mean that's how it'll be in the future no. so let's both live in the now and what mm. we have to do to survive being mums you in a, in a you know don't forget I'd gone through a massive marriage issue as well and so we were both in this amazing space where it was like wow <laughs> there's no other word for it what do you do but I remember thinking that oh actually Fleur turned around to me and she said I think we'll still end up speaking together I mm. think we could be in our 80s speaking around mm. the world. Imagine what it's going to be like when our children are older and they don't longer, longer need us. Like, So all of a sudden I went, wow. Mm. You know, when you're in a moment of adversity, you think there's nothing else other than right in that moment. And um, and you think nothing else. But when someone plants a little seed, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, well, maybe in 10, 20 years' time there's a possibility mm. of 
something greater mm. than what we ever imagined mm. now. The greatest gift Fleur gave me was the blessing to grow the business into what we'd always imagined it to be. And maybe the greatest gift I could give her in that moment was my blessing to do what she needed to do. Mm. And mm. that to me is grace. That's mm. that's total love. That's not selfish. Oh, yeah, that's... it's like completely unconditional. And, mm. and I think it's that part that most partnerships, when they do dissolve, mm. there's that, um, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do that and I didn't get this and I didn't get that. There's that whole push and pull mm. mentality mm. Is, is to... But with you two girls, it wasn't that at all. And I even saw it. Mm. I think everybody witnessed it. It was just this beautiful, this, and, it was, and I can't even say parting of the ways because you're still incredibly mm. in each other's lives <laughs> and you're very present still. But in terms of the business, it was just a beautiful um, cascade of events that brought obviously like chocolate for women to wear and 28 to where it is now. Um, but it also, it, I, I also remember watching a change occur mm. for you, mm. Kim, because it was almost, it was almost like a, like a gloves are off now, you know, like a, I've got to make this work. I've got to really, mm. I've got to be in boots and boots and all now, you know, like it's, and you were always like that, but you, it was very, that became a, a very singular focus of yours. What was that like for you? I just remember in that moment of thinking, in honour of Fleur. Yeah, right. In honour of what we had started together and in honour of what she'd given me mm. to spark the starting of that mm. really made me go, I want to uh, yeah. I want to do this for her. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We've got tears, people. We've got tears. <laughs> tears. Oh, that it, was always going to happen, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah the I tears. Did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. but, to, but to watch what I mean, I take my head off to Kim because I, I don't think anyone, I, I don't know anyone with as much drive and energy and passion and enthusiasm as this woman. And so I, I knew that she would sort of blossom in her own space and we blossomed together but I knew that mm. she would blossom and like I see TV I see huge with Kim she's got that you know potential to take it anywhere mm. and it's incredibly proud to be able to say that I was a part of that and look where it's now look what she's done with it now how beautiful you are so it's it's yeah we there has been no what do you think None of the, that underlying tension? I don't know. What do you think the qualities are that you two brought to this relationship that that has made it so magnificent that you can talk about each other and be in tears? Well, I think honesty is is a big thing with us. It's just, and sometimes it hurts, and we know that it's going to hurt, but we have to be honest about how we feel. Mm. I think, like Kim said before, we've also grown up together, mm. you know, from before children and having children and going through stress and financial stress and marriage stress. And it, we've sort of, it's like a sisterhood. It's these are, mm. we've grown up mm. and there's that connection. Do you know what also helped is that we both um, were learning the same things at the same time. So the love of aromatherapy brought us together. But it was in those very early stages we actually got introduced to the personality work and we realised that we were complete opposites. So, um, oh, right. And in that, what happened was a real respect for each other's differences and not making each other wrong. And, my gosh, if you can get that work, if you can understand 
that we're different, not wrong, and that we all come from a different place. And if you can find it in yourself to see that through another person's eyes and the way they see the world, it's empowering and liberating because you realize they're not out to get you. Mm. They're just seeing it in a different way. So where I would be going, oh, my gosh, we could do this, bright, shiny object, we can go here. Fleur would go, how? And I'd go, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know, I forgot about the, I forgot about the planning. You know, and just give me the what? Yeah, somebody yeah. else can work out the how. Yeah, and and that really worked well with us. And in our marriages mm. and in our children rearing and all of that, we've realised mm. those differences are quite significant, but never out to get you. And I think that's something. And Fleur has this amazing way, honestly, just to be in her presence. She is very um, grounding. So she. You know, you say it's amazing that a relationship can part or a business relationship can part, but it only parts beautifully when the two parties are willing. Mm, mm. So one of you can be incredibly beautiful, and I think if you can stay in that space no matter what, but if the other one's not willing to participate in that, then you have to accept that that's the way they're going to view the world. But to come from a place of forgiveness, empathy, and love is very powerful. When the two of you do it, it's magic. Mm, Just like mm. when a relationship comes together with that respect, to separate or part in that respect is just as loving. Mm. There's there's no difference. And if you understand there's such a soul connection, that distance and miles and Mm. contracts on paper and all of that is all incidental. That's the humanness of it. But from a spiritual soul level, you can't write a contract on how to respect one another. You can't write a program on how to part. But if you can understand the fundamental essence of humanicity and to actually really get that it's about respect and honoring and and love then there is no judgment there is no heartache and and what Fleur brings to people that know her what she brings to their life is is something truly um very different and unique in that she is very calming and very non-judgmental and you know, if, 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 if you nut off the handle, which my my personality type would probably have a tendency to do, she'd be like, oh, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> it was like this old wise spirit just listening. You know, she wasn't fixing it. She was just listening. And sometimes that's what my type needs. And then when she would feel very um, down or very maybe challenged she knew that my playfulness mm. and my mm. my laughter and humor would help her bring that out so maybe what we've learned from another mm. is that you need these different people in your life mm. creates balance yeah absolutely i love girlfriends mm. yeah you're oh. psychologists when you've got girlfriends yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have my psychology meeting every week Enough for a chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. And, and probably that's why, Blair, this has become so popular because us three get a chance to express. Yeah. It's as if you're here. Yeah. It's as if all of our girlfriends are sitting in this room with mm. us. Mm. But, yeah, we're very blessed, very blessed, and we don't take it for granted. And, you know what, we can go months without even talking to mm. each other mm. and then there's a text it's or a phone text call. somewhere in there, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, there she is. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, blah, 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 <laughs> we just carry on <laughs> where we left off. But I think what you said before, the personalities is so true. It's it's honouring and accepting that the other person is seeing it in their way. Yeah. And that's not wrong. It's just different. So that it's would huge. have been quite challenging for you, being your personality type. So what are you, playful and peaceful? Yeah, peaceful, precise. Precise. And 
playful, choleric, okay, powerful. So how was it for you working with somebody like him? Inspiring. <laughs> Exhausting. A bit of all that. It is yeah, exhausting yeah. at yeah. times. It <laughs> is. But it's incredibly <laughs> inspiring and fun because she's just on the next thing and, oh, my God, we're going to do this. I'm going to go. It's like, okay, right, let's work this out. But it sounds great. And so she would pull that. Because ideally, you know, within the personalities, you want to actually find that balance. There's mm. a bit of all of it in, in everyone. Um, so she would pull my playfulness out. Um, which was just fantastic. And I would, like she said, you know, lovingly, ground her at times. <laughs> um, so it, it's, yeah, it was. But it was exhausting at times. But then I also, I didn't get exhausted going, oh, God, she's annoying me. I got exhausted going, okay, let's just slow her down a little bit. Right. Come on, let's have Do a... not give her coffee or champagne. Yeah. Well, I, you, exactly. You, you need coffee now. I'm not around. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you were... I just had to know when to get the lavender out and just bring it down a little bit. Right. Um, but, yeah, incredibly exciting and inspiring. She's a very inspiring, and she still does. She inspires everyone who you know, comes in contact with her. And if you're lucky enough to, you know, hear and see her speak, you'll, you'll see it in action too, the body boosting. And she's physically and mentally stimulating. Stimulating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that was the other thing mm. that really, when we were would speak together on stage, you know, and often yeah. as many of us, the three of us will know when we're speaking and when Fleur and I would speak, we had this amazing, pretty much like the three of us on stage, there's just this interwoven respect for one another on stage when each of us holds the court. There's that genuine admiring of one another and and learning and listening to one another and people would say that to us they'd say they'd watch us speaking and now I've heard them say it about all of us the way you all revere one another and and listen to one another it's incredibly inspiring to watch even that respect for another human mm-hmm. being but what I learned um, which was really special one of the greatest downfalls in relationships is and it's a horrible think jealousy and envy Mm. can be incredibly disempowering to the individual and to relationships and when we'd get off stage and someone would say to me um I and I know that I would exhaust some people with how I spoke or what I said and they'd come up to me and they'd go oh my gosh Fleur is so beautiful she's so grounding and I'd go, and, and at first I had to go, oh, didn't you like me? Like a little puppy dog, you know, like, what do yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah. a little Labrador, and he said, can you pat me too? Can you pat me? Um, when I turned around and actually heard that for what it was, and I'd go, I know, isn't she amazing? And look at what she does, and look at her. She looked like blimmin' Princess Monica, Monica standing over there, like just standing there with this air and grace and signing autographs, and people would just swoon around her. I, I think more uh, Princess Mary. Mary, yeah. So Princess Mary. Mary. Yeah, Princess Monica. Monica. No, yeah, of, um, what's her name? Of um, Denmark. Princess oh, Mary. Oh, Denmark. that's what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, that one. <laughs> one of those. One of those. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Well, even Grace. Kelly or, or the beautiful, oh, um, what's her name? Beautiful, no, the classic one too, the one. Okay, enough already, moving on. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn is oh, her yes. to a team. Oh, yes, oh, so there she was standing there. And, and when I turned around with them to admire her in the same space, 
there was never a place of jealousy or, or conflict or anything. And what I noticed, and that's the same with us, when someone says to me, oh, my gosh, oh, my God. Well, there was that lady, oh, to finally meet Karen Here's Smith, Smith. <laughs> at the Wellness Summit and Who's to be that? in her presence or oh, one of the ladies at the people, dinner. Heaps of people. Heaps of people. It's like you stand there, and I'm sure proud. all of you with it's, – It's proud. And it it's, is. It's, it's like because what it's you beautiful. see in her, I see in her. And there was never a competitiveness with <laughs> with us. And just like there's not yeah. a competitive. And that's mm. what makes this beautiful. And I think if there's one lesson maybe what we all bring to the table is if you can drop jealousy and envy and be a part of that magic, then the magic just evolves in you even more. And competition. Mm. Like a lot of people compete with each other. Mm. 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 I, same, yeah. same sort of thing. Yeah. I, I had a phone call from Kimmy. About a week or two weeks ago, and she just dumped. Just dumped. Just, you had to say things, and she just. She was so good. I, she <laughs> just went boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I'm, every time she said something, I would go to say something, and I realized, no, she's still dumping. <laughs> Let it go. And this is what I sent she you. She hasn't taken a breath yet, no. I said, I sent this to her. I said, you can always tell who the strong women are. They are the ones you see building one another up instead of tearing each other down. Beautiful. Mm. Mm. And, that, and that's what it's about. It's about too, too many women tear each other down when in actual fact we should be building each other mm. up because as we build each other up, we succeed. Exactly, because when you're ways. tearing someone else down, you're tearing yourself down. Mm. So how and have you got to realize. be who you are? Like, how, What made you so wise when I met you? What made you so, like, was it your... <laughs> Bringing is it your like like tell these beautiful people who you are because you have this amazingness about you that everyone is drawn to. What made you? Oh, be I the think way the you same are? about all, all of you. I think we're all amazing. I think we're all on just our own little journey. Um, but I was uh, I was quite a nervy, not nervy, but always worried about what people think. I was sort of brought up a little bit um, beautiful parents. Um, <laughs> say nice things. Say nice things. Um, and they were, they were, they, yeah, they were absolutely amazing. But I was sort of brought up, um, I was just very conscious of what people thought all the time. Um, but I, And I started probably on my own spiritual or self-care journey through my teens when I when I went on a um, live stream course like um, the, the forum. Like the forum. Started through something like that and then just went on and, and I, I was searching at that age, and I think 18, 19, my, my parents went through a separation or a divorce when I, through my teens, um, and I did rebirthing, and I did also mm-hmm. went into um, macrobiotics and studied macrobiotics. I went all to these quite sort of extreme things that my family thought I was nuts. Um, I remember turning up to the, the, a birthday one time. I was in charge of the cake, and I bought a couscous cake, you know, couscous soaked in apple juice. That was the birthday cake. And my family just oh, thought I'd lost it. Sake. And we were at the park, and they ended up all throwing their cake to the ducks, and the ducks wouldn't even eat it. So I, I oh, never forget that. So I sort of, yeah, started through that, those late teens, just searching. I was just continually looking and searching. And through that, just I'd learnt a lot. I actually learnt just to let go of what people thought and worrying about what people thought. It's a, it's a long journey, though. It's, it's a, a journey of a lifetime, really, isn't yeah. it, what you go through? So I don't, I don't, I mean, it's absolutely beautiful that you say that. Um, you know, the grace and how did you get so wise? I, I don't feel as if I'm wise as such as I'm just open to 
learn and I feel really blessed to have been in contact with the most amazing women like yourselves and I'm still learning and I just but I just feel so grateful that I have this awareness to learn and to want to know more and to acknowledge where I'm at um, in a new relationship now a girlfriend another girlfriend said to me Lisa she said just treat anyone that comes into your life as an honoured guest. Mm. And I just, that's how I feel at the moment. And well, I just feel beautiful. as if anyone now who's in my life, I think, oh, it's such an honoured guest. I'm so grateful to have them in my life at the moment. And, 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 and do, we, do we get rid of, and this is a horrible thing to say, but do, do we then remove people from our lives that are not honoured guests? Is everybody an honoured guest or do we remove people from our lives that are not honouring us as honoured guests? Yeah, I think you do move away. Mm -hmm. You you gently move away from that energy. That's why she left. You gently... (laughs) (laughs) That was a loaded question. She said that at all. What a Thank you. Oh, don't you hug me in this room right now. I was actually being serious. I actually was being serious. I just looked at her and she was just like, I don't know. Are you tough? I've moved away at all. No, you haven't. moved away from this one at all. Yeah. Um, But, but yeah. Physically, she may have. (laughs) There is, um, yeah, but that, like Kim said before, that doesn't, physically, it doesn't, how far away you are. It doesn't matter. You haven't moved away. I'm still just as connected to Kim on a soul level than, you know, girlfriend level. As I ever was, it doesn't, and that's what's so beautiful. It doesn't mm. matter. But I do. I th- it's, and as we all know, as we get older, though, we, you know, we become a little bit more choosy around, you know, the energies and the people that we want to be with, and we do really see who is a real honoured guest and who is, because comes into your life, you know, for a, a season, maybe to learn or a reason, a reason. So yeah, it's. It's, it's just neat to be in that space where you can actually understand where you're going and where you've been and why you've been there. Nothing's ever a mistake. How do you how do you coach yourself? What are the things that you say when you're going through a challenging time or like how do you get through the challenges that you're faced with? What do you a do? A big thing for me is I just know that everything happens for a reason and sometimes I have no idea what that reason is and I'm thinking, you know, and I hand it over. I, I do. I hand it over a lot. I have a, a, a real spiritual belief, you know, that I'm being guided and that I'm being looked after. And I will just go, I have no bloody idea what is happening here, but you need to guide me because, yeah, I'm feeling out of my depth. So, And I ask. I ask for guidance all the time. And then physically, I, I know I need to look after myself. So I eat really well, um, exercise, ma- I nurture I, I nurture myself when I'm going through a hard time mm. um, I had a massage last night which was amazing, absolutely amazing and I just, oh, I just love being in that, I really feel really proud of myself and I'm nurturing myself that space of honouring oneself which mm. we always talk about um, but it's yeah, it's, it's just honouring mm. it really is it's interesting that you, you know, you said that you just give it to the universe. Mm. And um, I was in um, a way with all of our family together and we'd been at a wedding and my daughter and I, my um, oldest daughter and I, we got back from the wedding and I was ready to go to sleep, but not her. She got a cup of tea 
she gave me a cup of tea and she gave herself a cup of tea and she sat, sits on the bed and I'm laying there. And she says to me, Mummy, I need to talk to you. And, I, and she still calls me Mummy. She's 23 and she still calls me Mummy. She says, I said, what do you need to talk about? She said, well, thinking about taking a year off university and, and the reason I want to take it off is that there's this boy and he lives in Canada and I want to go and see if this is for me. And so we talked about pros and cons. And then I said to her, as we always do, I said, honey, I want you to give it to the universe. I want you to stop thinking about it. Let the universe make the decision for you. 24 hours later, I said, honey, have you been thinking about your decision about whether to leave university for a year or not? And she went, decision's made, mum. I went, why, what happened? Oh, he's going out with another girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Quite a strong decision. Yeah. Wow. And it was just to go out on a date. But she went, well, if he's prepared to do that, then he's not prepared to take mm, a year off yeah. his life for me. Yeah. Why should yeah. I take a year off? So she said, decision's made. And that was the end of that. <laughs> Don't you love it? And she found that out in 24 hours. In 24 hours. Love 24. it. But, love you know, it. I gave her the book E-squared. Yeah. yeah. I did give her that yeah. book. And so she knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Have you seen there's a new one out, E-cubed? Mm. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Shut the front door. Oh, mm. I've got to get that one. <gasps> yes, mm. you do. Oh, gosh, I'm going to be downloading it now. <laughs> EQ mm. by, the Pam, by yeah. Pam Grout. Correct, Mondo, Pam Grout. Oh, my gosh. And it oh. is. It's about releasing stuff, like, because you can't sort it out in your own mind. So yeah. hassle through it in your own mind then give it away yeah. and yeah. let the universe make the decision because it is quite wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and try not to judge. It's so easy to judge. Mm-hmm. And um, as I was mentioning before, um, we were talking before the podcast, you know, it, people just do what they do with the knowledge that they have and and mm. that's all they can do. Mm. And so when you actually really understand that, you stop judging people and going, well, they should have done that and, you know, that's not fair and I wish they'd done that. And every single relationship, even our kids, they're doing what they mm. can do with the knowledge mm. that they have. And that's how I find it easy to forgive people. I think forgiveness is a huge thing. And I forgive for them, but I mainly forgive for me because I don't want to hold on to that mm. crap. You know, I, do, I don't want no. to. Life I don't want to live short. with it. So mm. I forgive you and let you live. If that's how you want to live your life, who am I to say that you should live in any other way? Mm. Mm. That's your choice. But I'll choose to live it this way or to look at it differently. And what's life like? I was just thinking exactly the same <laughs> question, really? the same way. Really? I was just going, so what's life like for you now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so in tune. What tights? <laughs> what's life look like for you well, now? It, it still throws a huge amount of challenges, you know, at me with um, in a new relationship. They, there's five children combining in that um, and all the ups and downs that come with teenagers and maybe a little bit of, you know, not accepting change in life and, and new relationships. Some of them are struggling. Um, and so it's still a lot of forgiving, just, you know, <laughs> just, you know that, that's all they know. And, and so just letting them come to the, it's still back and I have to do and honour me and look after me and treat, you know, these people in my life as, as honoured guests and, but still do what I need to do to, to make me happy, mm. you know? So it's, it's great. It's exciting. I mean, I'm back with family. Um, and obviously a new love, 
Um, how hmm, does how so does that work? Like, well, can't you see it glowing? <laughs> I know that's what I'm thinking. Totally. You did, so there's your kids and his kids. How's that all going? And, yeah. and, and how do you manage that dynamic? Because um, you know, I know when my parents separated and my parents yeah. both got new partners. Um, us three kids really struggled to oh, accept yeah. the new partner. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember I don't that know too. That we ever did to being that too and fifteen, and it happened to me with my parents, and mm. you know I remember those feelings. Um, I think we've really tried to just acknowledge that, just give it time, and mm. so we we're two years on. We're only looking at now moving in together. Now we've we've really honoured that space of being together, but not throwing all the kids together. Their kids each having us, you know, on their own for that mm. long. Um, to the point where it's got it's got to the point where some of the kids now go, well, why aren't we just living together? Why aren't we all together? Uh, so it's actually them leading it rather than sort of right. us saying I this like is what it. we're going to do. Mm. Um, so there's been times where I'm like, oh, I just wish we were, you know, together. But then, to be honest, it's actually been quite exciting because when you're not together, you can't wait to be together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from true. that point of view, it's it's either you're always living with that. There is a dance. There's, there's, yeah. that, there's that newness mm. of the relationship. It's mm. exciting. It's the best part. Mm. I call it the almosting. You know, like when almosting. you you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. Like when you first with, with a new boyfriend. We're trying to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you've got a new boyfriend and they pull up in the driveway and you get that all excitement and you know yeah. you're kind of almost their girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes to the next level and you're kind of almost doing it, kissing. <laughs> you mean kissing? kissing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're kind of almost doing it, and then you're like almost mm-hmm. engagement is like almost married. Uh-huh. You know, and then almost living together. There's that. those real you know, anticipatory my nicknames in relationships. When Jenny and I first met, was nearly. I'm nearly his girlfriend. I'm nearly his wife. I'm nearly a mother. <laughs> and, and two of these kids, these other kids of, of another couple in the cricket team would go, where's nearly? Yeah, I think it's yeah. the most exciting times. Yeah. So you'd be like, for the last two years, be like, we're almost a real couple. <laughs> Almost living together. Almost mm, a yeah. set family. Almost the Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost the Brady Bunch. Mm. But it's, it's <laughs> acknowledging, it, it's, um, it's acknowledging everyone in the family too, that they're all in their own space and they're all, you know, again, who am I to say that they should be excited for us or they should be feeling like this or they should, you know, accept me or they're, they're just going through their own journey and at the end of the day, it's just loving them, just loving them for where they're at and, and when they're them, not at. And when they're not at. <laughs> um, and being in the now, I've really, I went through a, a, probably a year ago, really reading everything I could on being in the now, just being present and actually enjoying, particularly when you're not living together, just being, just enjoying this moment that we have. And sometimes without the kids, I'm just going to enjoy right here, right now as a mate. We haven't got kids. Mm. And I don't want to think about, I could pick the kids up in an hour or two hours or I just want to enjoy right now so I really sort of practice being in the now and I just love that like, mm. like right here right now is amazing mm. and it's interesting and I love being when, in that space it's interesting when you do that and you bring yourself back to the now all of your thinking stops yes yeah all of the shoulds and shouldn'ts and cans and can'ts yeah. almost disappears immediately yeah. to just yeah. leave you free it's beautiful yeah. 
and then all of a sudden it starts creeping back well, in. And you become aware and you bring it back again. But that's that's what it's like. Yeah. So we know that you are a big foodie as well. Mm. Massive foodie. You and Cindy have probably taught me more than I could ever imagine. And we love the same thing. I just love it when um I love it when Cindy's in Auckland and we head to our favourite cafe oh, and get lamb's fry. Oh, bacon. Fried sage. And watercress. I still dream of that. I just it's the best. I wanted to go there this last trip mm. back to Auckland, but mm. I couldn't convince anybody well, to I don't believe I tell you what I went to a restaurant on the weekend and it was a fine dining restaurant and I thought of you the whole time Cindy because they gave us it was a five course dinner and the first one of course I had the vegetarian vegan option and, and Matt had the meat only and the, 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 the first course the first course was freshly shucked oysters with deep fried pig's ears oh, oh, oh that's out there that's that is so that out is there, Jerry. And then the second course was um, raw cured venison. Raw cured venison. Mm. And wow. it was red and bloodied and it had like a shaved duck over the top. And then there was another one of king prawns and sheep nuts. Well, they mix. <laughs> Do you know what they really mix them animals, don't they? Do you know what they're that's called? That's called Rocky Mountain oysters. Sheep nuts. Rocky or sweetbreads. Oh, no, I'd never heard of sweet bread. They call them sweet bread. Kim's trying to get a bread. My husband calls them Rocky Mountain oysters. It's not, it's not it's civilised people. Bread. It is not civilised people. So I, mean, I want to get back to this, though. Oh, I want to okay. know that from yes. macrobiotic days, yeah, from macrobiotic days mm. through to now, what is your philosophy around food? I mean, the way you treat your children when any of them get run down or not, or however you are, you're like Cindy, but I think you're even more... Um, ritualistic in what you do around the food so so just tell these people what you do <laughs> as far as food what's your basic rules around food oh, it's uh, well it's been quite a journey so going from macrobiotic I was married to a vegetarian husband um I sort of went through all these different phases and I've, I've come to find what's right for me and that is following like a paleo style I mean I'm not strict strict probably am actually compared to a lot yeah, of people but, take that yeah. one out <laughs> um take that one out that actually suits me I, I'm not great on sugar it's all about gut health for me I actually realized that gut health was my major thing for years major major thing for years and I actually and looking at people around me um I can see that that gut health is affects you know from a depression point of view from emotional it's just everything and so when I realised that for me, I realised sugar was a problem and therefore I quickly realised that grain was a problem too. And when I went off all the sugar and the grain, even limiting my fruit um, and really focused on massive amounts of vegetables and good proteins um, and all your good oils, etc., I just, my gut healed. I don't have the bloated, I don't have the gurgles, I don't have all that nervous tension nervous energy i had in my stomach it was like i had nervous butterflies all the time and that's gone that's all completely gone so i really i'm very much into um fermenting and bone broths and honestly only a few days ago we're uh, twins only a few days ago you'll you'll laugh because um uh, craig i had the bone broth going and i had it going for like you know two three days bubbling away every time i walked past i'd go Oh my God, look at it. Look at it. I smell it. And he's like, I've never known anyone to get so excited about, you know, stuff bubbling on the start. I just, I get so excited because to me, that's like love. It's, 
this is and this is why I love my family and your is, and your own body and my own body. Mm. It's just pure love. Bone broth is love. Mm. I'm with you. <laughs> we have ours going 24 hours a day now. Oh, just, I haven't got there yet. Yeah, we've hours. just got the crock pot now, the electric crock pot, and it's just going in. And what Howard does is he'll pull everything out, but there'll be some some left, and then he'll restart it again. And it's a unbelievably concentrated oh, it would be. taste. It's amazing. The whole house must smell of bone broth. It does. We come home to the most beautiful food smells, absolutely yeah. beautiful food smells. <laughs> and I do at the moment, I don't know about you, but I have a Scoby Hotel happening. Oh, I need one. Oh, my gosh. A what? Scoby, Scoby Hotel. Hotel. Fermented. I'm fermenting oh, my kombucha. And because I haven't been around for nearly three months, you know, the only yeah. thing I'm keeping is the bone broths going, but I'm not keeping my Scoby going. Well, my Scoby is. Muscovy has taken up three quarters of this huge five litre glass. It wouldn't be five litre, maybe three litre glass. Five litre. Is it five litre? Yeah. Five litre glass jar. It's taken up three quarters of it. It just keeps growing. So I do have one for you, Kimmy. Yeah. I'll give you some of my well, hotel. I've got a couple here. Can I take one back and play? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh. Did you feel them? You don't think? No. You could take it back as a cosmetic. Mm. Seriously. No, it's not packaged. They will no, not allow that. No, no, they will not She can get no. her own hotel. She'll start it's a Scobie hotel. hotel back there. Yeah, yeah, start a Scobie um, so, so around food, so food's obviously really important to you, and I know from what we've done together, rituals are really important and the oils are very important, mm. but you're also a beauty therapist, and what I wanted to ask you is to share with people what you think around beauty. Like, how are you teaching your young daughters to love who they are and what they're about, and how are you, to, how are you finding that your two are actually... Um, really growing up as young women and what advice have you got for all of us around around self-awareness and self self-love and can i just say that she's the best beauty therapist oh my god oh, i agree yes. i agree the best bar none hands down yeah. wins every day yeah no yes. I, I agree you're yeah. just so new it will it shows that you nurture yourself because you nurture us mm. you know because you can go to a beauty therapist that doesn't you've, you you don't feel anything but whenever I go to you, and she's left town, so it's a real bummer. We have to go to Auckland for, uh, our, <laughs> Auckland for our beauty therapy. You do. You have an amazing touch. Oh, I, I, I love treating. I absolutely love treating. And I love treating because I feel as if I'm helping my client connect back into themselves. And so that, to me, it's quite a spiritual thing when I treat. It's like they get busy and they're you know out there and they disconnect and then I come – and I, I talk about breathing and get the oils and, and I just help them to connect back in so that they can go to that place of oh, where they just find that, that peace and they can let everything go. So that to me is a real, I find it a real honour to treat mm. because I'm, I'm helping people on that journey. From a, a beauty therapy point of view, um, and that's where I come straight back to the food, skin grows from the inside out. So I always bring it back to you know, the best anti-aging is what you can be putting in your mouth. Um, so I, I do the whole food journey as well and then extend that to um, nurturing and nourishing ourselves through nature from the outside. And our chemical-free message, which we've always had, is, you know, sings true and getting close to nature. The same with the food. What goes on your skin should be what you put in your mouth. So it's nourishing the body from the inside and out. But there's no, it's, it's a balance, you know. The other thing too is stress. Um, stress is one of the biggest ages. And so I have a lot of people that come to me and that are stressed out. You know, they, they often come for a treatment because stress had le- has led them there. Mm. You know, oh, goodness, I need a massage. Oh, I so need a facial. I just so need time out. So stress has led them to me. And that's where, again, I feel really 
you know, privilege that I can sort of open their eyes to the, the big picture, as it were. So you didn't happen to bring all of your goodies with you, did you? <laughs> well, they're all here. They're all in Kim's They're all in Kim's bathroom. <laughs> right, you are. So next time I come over, I'll just set up a little bed and... Oh, honey, we've got Look a clinic up. just about to open. Oh, yeah, yes. yes. Well, I'm yeah. thinking how about oh, now? Come back yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Come back regularly. Um, so, yeah, so that, it's, I mean, I teach now. So I teach at a spa college. I teach three days a week, and, and I have 19 to 30-year-olds that often have no idea on, they just come to the school, you know, to learn about beauty therapy, don't necessarily, you know, understand the bigger picture. So I, I get really excited. I expose them to everything from food and we do recipes, we create recipe books, and um, I do a whole thing on stress. We sit in class sometimes and we're tapping, and I'm sure some of them are like, you know, well, there's teachers out there. Um, I think you'd be an amazing teacher, oh, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you are exposing them to more than just, okay, this is the massage that we do, or these are the things that we use. Mm, mm. But you're an actual t- teacher. Because mm. um, you're creating the experience. Yeah, because some people just... I don't know. I don't know what if it's called teaching or what it is, but they're not doing. They're just doing the basics. But I think we, as teachers, we need to explore all avenues of mm. of help. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the same with, be. same with beauty. So it's the same with everything. So for our Kiwi listeners or anyone in Auckland, what's <laughs> the name of your business? Vitality Health and Beauty. Is it a website or just? It's a it? website. Yeah. Okay. So what's tell us? Give us give yourself an unbelievable Ooh. plug. So it's like all the W's, as I heard Karen say before. <laughs> Vitality Health and Beauty, long written, beauty.co.nz. So I treat just two days a week, and I just I love absolutely love seeing clients, mm. um, and we'll do everything from yeah. We look at the big picture. So if, when someone comes, you know, for for beauty, we look at the whole picture. What are what are you eating? What's your stress like? Mm. You know, breathing. I, I love getting people to breathe when they're with me. So through the treatment, I talk about breathing, and that's where the oils are fantastic because getting them to take three deep breaths. Mm. Not only the breath which settles the nervous system and oxygenates, but they're breathing in healing oils. So it's um yeah I'm I'm doing what I love doing which you, is, is you such a privilege. You encompass everything holistically. You talk about nutrition. You talk about um, the breath. You talk spirit. You talk um, rituals. What would you say are the fundamental top things that we should do to look after our skin? Um, to I mean I know you've talked about eating and and obviously what you're mm-hmm. saying is very real and we've talked a lot about nutrition through all of our podcasts mm-hmm. but. As an expert, someone who's coming from a purely beauty and health angle, what would you say are the top most important things for people to start looking after their skin in a better way? Um, get back to as close to nature as possible. You know, eliminate the chemicals that are in your skin care. Look for products that are really potent and high quality with the, with the naturals. Do you recommend anything in particular? 28. <laughs> What a surprise! What a surprise! What a coincidence! I just, I just was not expecting was that a leading question. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight dot com, and that's T W E N T Y, the number eight dot com. Well, I mean, hello. That is why Kim and I created twenty-eight because it epitomizes the the best that you can get and you're from nature. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at the chemicals, like I'm, I won't go to a beauty therapist now until I know what skincare, what they're putting on my skin. Yeah. And if I look that it's got a bunch of chemicals, I'll just, I won't, won't yeah. do it anymore. 
Because not even a treatment like that does me any good, I don't feel. So I'm always looking for um, somebody who's using a good product. And mm. and we just so happen to be having a beauty therapy opening mm. at 28, haven't we? When I find the right therapist. Yeah, we've got to find the right therapist. Yeah. And, I, and I will pop over as often as I can. Mm. For training? Sure how that would be. Um, yeah, for training and for treating. Training. I'd love to, mm. love to come in and... Mm. Into, yeah, oh my god! Everyone, wouldn't that be exciting? Because there's, there's not that many. No, there's not that many you can go to that you can trust what they put. It's like food. I have to find the right restaurant. You know, like we yes. go into an Auckland, yes. we know what we're getting. Yeah. But it, and it's like when you're having a treatment. I just can't go to any beauty therapist. I can't mm. go to any restaurant mm. because I'm mm. so particular about the chemicals that are used in in mm. both of avenues of. Um, of what goes on our body and what goes in our body. So mm. so would you say, so just back to the rituals, would you say that it's important to mask? I mean, tell us what you oh, think yeah. is the most exfoliation, oh, okay, right yeah. body brushing, like yeah. give us a whole lot of things that you think Your would be rituals. My rituals. Mm. I am a dry body brusher. Absolutely love body brushing. Um, body boosting, so everyone knows mm. about body boosting with your oils, and, and and that's where that whole link of not only nourishing the skin but nourishing the soul and the emotions. You choose your oils depending on how you feel. So you, you, it's a holistic, it's the big picture. Um, yeah, well, as far as it comes, skincare cleansing. Most people over clean, so that's probably why we created. Well, is why we created the the cream cleanser. Most people over cleanse and over. Um, strip their skin so cream cleansers are really important oil cleansers are beautiful um, compressing is beautiful your, your foaming cleansers and, and all those harsh scrubs etc all they do is you know you might feel squeaky clean and lovely when you do it but it it's, puts the skin out of balance um, and over cleansing the skin you dehydrate the skin and when you dehydrate the skin then you create a whole what we call reactive seborrhea so the skin goes into overload trying to rebalance itself and pump out as much oil as possible to rebalance and and that's where you, you get a whole reactive side happening so the more basically the more gentle you are to your skin the better um, and using natural products so cleansing is important um, if you're going to exfoliate I always recommend clay because that's nature's way of, of beautifully exfoliating the skin it absorbs any excess oils. It, it, the consistency of it very slightly refines the skin, so it, it's beautifully exfoliating. Um, and when you when the when the clay dries and then you rinse off, it just captures all the dead skin cells and rinses off easily. Um, oils, our serums are just beautiful because I mean even the ritual of massaging the serum into the skin is beautiful. But the serums are so important to um, our skin is made up of essential fatty acids. They are the building blocks of our skin. So not only is it important to have essential fatty acids on the inside as your skin grows, that's why you want to get your good fats in your in your diet, but support it by good essential fatty acids on the outside with your serums, with your rosehip oil and avocados and all those beautiful oils. It supports the skin from both angles. So you've got the best nourishment um, and revitalizing happening through that. Moisturising, um, again, natural, as natural as possible with our um, all the beautiful plant oils. That, plant oils and nature is where all the healing is. I mean, as we know with our diet, it's back to plant. Mm. That's where the, their body heals, and the same, exactly the same with the skin. Rich in antioxidants, rich in vitamins, it, it replenishes the skin. What do you think of the plant stem cells? <clears throat> I was reading, I, well, I don't know anything about it. I just came across it in a magazine the other day about how they're now able to extract the stem cells from plants and put those into 
cosmetics and creams and things. Oh, I haven't investigated it. Do you know anything about plant stem cells? No, yes, I no, don't. No, I don't oh. know. I don't know. shouldn't have brought that up until I'd done some research myself. I'll just do yeah, that. that would be really yeah, interesting. It yeah, sounds yeah. interesting. It could, be, it, it could be interesting, but it also could be a fantastic oh, marketing. Well, it because, could be. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, that was my first thought. It's not so much what they put in it. It's how it, you know, what actually goes into the skin or is it stabilized in it? Or, it? Yeah, how do they get it out? And yeah. is that in the oil? Mm. You know, is it already in the oil? So they're yeah. just bringing it out and it's in, and I'm always very wary of things like that with yes. food as well as yeah. with vitamins and minerals, yeah. you know, the, the latest, more you extract, greatest vitimus extract, 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 yep. extract, obviously the more yep. processes you're going to have to go through to get that. And we're learning that, you so know, You've worked food. for companies like um, the top skincare companies of the world. Um, what were the brands you worked with? Um, um, Sadashi? Clarins. No, no, I'm oh. talking about the, the very... Oh, yeah, yeah, Guerlain. So she worked with Guerlain and, and Alabasha and Clarins. all of these. And one of the things I've always remember saying is she felt like um, she was... You know, doing a disservice to people now. Looking back, on I do. How many I, I used to sell thousands of dollars. Like you know, a neck cream would be another hundred and seventy, and eye serum would be one hundred and fifty, and it, it, you know, incredible prices. And and yeah, now that I look back on those early days and when I started in beauty, I just it is. It's like a disservice. You know, people paying exorbitant prices for chemicals when they could be using you know a plant based product that would deliver much more nourish, nourishment and revitalizing to the skin at a quarter, even less, mm. of the price. Mm. So people do spend a lot of money in order to, you know, look their best. Anti-aging, that's a big business, big, yeah. big business. But anti-aging, it's, you know, again, it's, it's all about the holistic picture. It's no point using, you know, spending a fortune on, the, on these products, which aren't really doing anything anyway, if you're highly stressed out and, and you're not eating well. You know, it's, mm. it's a big picture. So One of the things stick. that I, um, I used mm. to do with food is look at, you know, the ingredients of, of the food. If, if, like this was back in the way, way, way in the early days. Um, so let's take dog food. So I'd see a dog food that was $110.00 versus a dog food that was 60 and then I'd read all the ingredients and they'd be identical so it was mm. just a marketing ploy, a different packaging so I started to do the same before I met you guys with um, things that were marketed as something cheap versus something that was marketed $170 mm. and I'd go and read the packaging of it and I'd realize they were identical mm. And often marketed by the same companies, yeah. just for different the parts of the market, or a, yeah. a more expensive version. Yeah. The way. pharmacy, the pharmacy market, or the you know yeah. high end. How can they get away with that? David Jones market. That's what I don't. You know, I don't get that. Is how do they get away with being the same manufacturers? But but it's like anything. I guess it's in the food market. No, it it's is. in the dog food market. It's in in everything. Yeah. How do like I I like to look for ethical and sustainable companies. And I know that 28 is an ethical and sustainable mm-hmm. company. And I know, um, you know, because I know Kim so well. And that's what I, I want to, I, want, I would like to support people like that mm. as mm. opposed to supporting people who are just trying to dupe you. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I think that is probably a really good thing that everybody should start thinking about is what's the ethics and the sustainability of, of the company mm. uh, and really look into them and understand who the parent company is because often the parent company may be Monsanto or something yes, exactly. and you don't know who the trickle effect is. Mm. I, I think um, there's an app called, I don't know if it's just for food, but it could be for cosmetics as well, but it's called Bicot, Bicot. Hmm. B-U-Y-C-O-T-T, mm. and it tells you the parents 
of the companies you're buying from. And I think it is cosmetics as well, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. Dot mm. com? It's, it's an app. Oh, it's an app. Yeah, it's an app. You just got to buy, as in you're going to buy something, cot, C-O-T-T. Okay. Um, mm. Flew, would you say that coming from the extreme beauty therapy industry to where you do beauty therapy now, would you say that, I mean, we, we used to talk together a lot about people buying hope in a jar mm. and, and, you know, what are your thoughts about where beauty is going? What are you, what's your message to young women? What do you think from a beauty perspective? We all want to look and feel our best. But, I mean, I know you're talking about the inside and everything, but is there any messages? What do you say to your daughters when they're not happy with their body? How do you teach this? How do we, as women in our age group, teach younger women how to love and respect themselves? Yeah, it, it's, it's challenging out there because you've got the, the, the beauty industry that is, you know, marketing, like we were saying, markets is hope in a jar, markets, you know, these amazing images that you two could look like this. We all know they're airbrushed. Um, but we sort of don't want to believe that because we, in our, in our hearts, we sort of think, oh, maybe I could look like that. Or, you know, we have this idea of what we should look like and what we're meant to look like. So it's, it comes back to that, that nurturing and that self-care and loving oneself no matter where, where we're at and realizing that loving oneself is looking after oneself in the best way. And that is by getting back and close to nature, connecting in with nature. And getting that that connection back with the teenagers, um, it is really interesting because they, you know, they look at all different things and what their friends are using as well. I even think of like deodorants. You know, mine are still using baking soda, um, all that type of thing. It, it's education, so I, I do educate them, but I, I let them make their choice as well. But it is very much about education, and I think it's that's where as parents we have the responsibility to you know, to educate ourselves so that we can help our children actually make these right choices. Beauty is, it's like I say, it's, to me it's its the big picture. And, and I always i always talk that it does come back to the big picture with the girls though because I always say it's, it's not just about using that product, honey. It's about, you know, how you look nurturing and looking after yourself. It's food that you put into your mouth and what you're putting on your skin and how you treat yourself and, you know, we do rituals at home and bathing and, and pamper days where, and I've seen you put on Facebook, I'm not probably game enough to put that on Facebook yet, I'm not a huge Facebook person, um, but, you know, with our masks, or sitting around with putting masks on mm. and, and practice those rituals and realise how beautiful and nurturing and fun that is. And it's great when mums do it with their girls. Mm. Yeah. I think those yeah. are times that you always remember growing up. Mm. Mum and I used to sit and do our nails together for yes. hours. Yeah, I remember you yeah. saying that. So special. Mm. Yeah. So special. I think that's beautiful. She's my daughter's really missed out, didn't they? <laughs> no, look, I'm sure the Bear Grylls... They went camping. Yeah, I was going to say, you did yeah. Bear Grylls Your girls stuff. are so practical. They could change a tyre. I'm not sure <laughs> Flues could. <laughs> no. No. Oh, they can cook. My, my girls can cook. That's one thing I did. But yeah. I didn't do the beauty stuff. Flu and I, when we wrote our third book about we asked a whole lot of people what does beauty mean to you and we had the funniest laugh about this but you know we had answers particularly with the young people and so we had remember eight-year-old Charlie said beauty is makeup we had um eight-year-old Lennox say beauty is no makeup which was quite an Mm. interesting contrast and then we had um grandparents and our daughters and our sons and our husbands all writing down what they thought beauty was and um one of the little boys Liam wrote um, beauty is my mum 
And we were both reading it going, oh, because all these kids drew pictures. I actually want to put this into a book because we've got all their pictures and all their quotes. It was so beautiful. And um, and he wrote, Beauty is my mum. And we both looked at each other and went, oh. When she brushes her hair and puts on red lipstick and boys come to pick her up and take her out and give her money to put petrol in her car. Oh. And we we went, right, you So we got to school the next day and we went, Mrs. Campbell, which one's Leanne's mum? We're just, you know, we're fascinated to know who she is. And um, Anyway, it was just amazing. This, I think it was a fairly innocent comment, but we're still to this day. It didn't make the book, that one. Um, I'm sure. That's hilarious. But our absolute favourite was little Mia, who was six, who said, beauty is being yourself, but with a sparkle. And that became the byline yeah, of 28. It, it still is the byline. We've trademarked it. Um, sparkle, you know, that inner glow, that mm, inner, mm. that it doesn't matter about Did age. Did we get any money for that? Well, I don't even know no, who Mary is. No, <laughs> I just some knew. little girl. Yeah. But the, I Our think friend. that is so important. Mm-hmm. And, and these, this, this podcast, yep. this day and age, every Mary emails us. Every <laughs> <laughs> oh, I it's Mia. <laughs> <laughs> um, teenagers, they just need, you know, so much love and so much support mm. and, and realize that they each have their own sparkle and it's just beautiful. Because, I mean, both my daughters are completely completely different and you know school and, and going back to a new country joining high school halfway through a year everyone's already got their clicks you know my younger one joined intermediate everyone had their clicks no one wanted her in their group you know so she went actually through six months we had almost like a bit of bullying I had to get up to school and and help out there and they so need us to to you know feed guide. them, mm. guide them, but let them know that they're beautiful mm. as they are and they're mm. they're amazing beings. Do you we think need to only, feed that. That's beauty as well. Do you think that only comes though if you believe that? Because there's a lot of mums out huge. there that don't believe in themselves yeah. and they wonder why their children, yeah, huge, you know, end up with issues around their looks and their things. Absolutely, and that's why, as I always say, the the best parent we can be is a parent. You know, if we are healthy and happy and feeling good in ourselves and grown in ourselves, we will make good parents. You have to, it has to start with us. And that comes back to self care, self care with what we're learning with our mind and our food, nurturing ourselves. It's a big picture. We have to look after ourselves and role model to these kids. Definitely, particularly with society and everything that that's thrown at them, they need good role models. They need to be brought right back to basics, right back to grounding. What a beautiful interview. Gosh, You've gorgeous. been wonderful. And in fact, your voice is quite mesmerizing. I found <laughs> in a Kiwi kind of way. <laughs> in a Kiwi. I found myself quite drifting so off there, in and out. It's like, oh, this is quite meditative, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine having a treatment from her? I have. I know. So I say, she's the best. I know. Mm, but do you know next year, part, one of the business, part of the business and the growth is we will be having Fleur over next year. We are presenting a workshop together next year. And we are going to open up the clinic to have sessions with Fleur. So fabulous. So yeah, yes. we will be doing so that. So as we said at the beginning of the interview, mm. even though we parted, we always knew that we'd come back and carry on doing things together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see in the future things doing, you know, and I'd like to come back regularly. Escape New Zealand winters and come over here and do stuff. I'm even thinking of the people you're teaching in Auckland. You know, if they're being taught by you, mm. then they're going to have that 28 philosophy anyway. So maybe some of them might mm. come this way. Mm. Nice idea, that. Right, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this podcast as much as we have. Fleur, it's been an absolute treat to have you, my love. Thank you for giving up your time to be with us. The pleasure is all mine. 
Wonderful. Well, we'll sort of definitely have you back on the show. We think you're quite fabulous. <laughs> Thank you very much. Karen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that was my attempt at a New Zealand yeah. accent. Didn't go From down More than well. New Zealanders, we thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> you're sensational. Oh, it's a bit out there, isn't Fashion it? Shots. Yeah. <laughs> So go to our Facebook page and post your comments about today's podcast. Let us know um, what you think beauty is. Tell us about what you do in terms of your own rituals and also getting back to nature and grounding yourself. Any comments that you'd like to make about your own parenting, any questions that you've got for Fleur, make sure that you post them on our Facebook page and we will get them to her, won't we, Fleur? Mm-hmm. I'd love them. Yeah, I'd <laughs> love to. <laughs> so you can find us at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. You can also find us, the three of us, live in person, uh-huh, up close and personal at awakenthechangewithin.com. So that's where Kim, Cindy and myself share the stage for three intensive days where you guys get to really get your head around all the mindset, all the psychology, all the movement and the self-care and everything, food, health and well-being. So you definitely don't want to miss that that program. We only do it once a year, and it's an intensive one. So come prepared. Bring the family. Bring your pillow because you're going to need it. <laughs> you can book in at all the W's dot awaken the change within dot com, and you can also find us at all the W's dot thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat where you can post your comments. So join us here on Up for a Chat next week and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.